Welcome to the Intimate Conversations with Deatra Simpson podcast, where we talk about relationships, spirituality, life lessons, and all things that are possible. Today, we're going to talk about our relationship with love. Now, I know when I was growing up, I had an idea of what love was based on what I saw on television. And what happened for me was that I went into a fantasy way of believing love was, or I remember listening to songs by Freddie Jackson and Luther Vandross and Motown and just being mesmerized by the experience of being loved, but none of the things that I saw on TV or heard on the radio replicated in my life. I didn't see love played out like a beautiful love song between a man and a woman. What I saw between a man and a woman was disrespect, violence, pain, being left alone sad and broken, anger, rage. So I was always intrigued by this love that was characterized in the movies or in the song and was like, but you can't have that in real life because in real life, the woman isn't swept off of her feet. In real life, The woman is impregnated and then left by herself to raise her children. In real life, the woman never gets what she needs. She's never happy. And so, of course, for me, I said, then I better create a fantasy way of having love in my mind. Because it'll never happen in real life. That's what it was like for me. And being a woman now, I understand that. We can create the love that we want in relationships by how we love ourselves. And I wish listening to those songs and watching those movies, they would have told that part of the story because then it would have made sense to me that I have to first get clear about what love means to me. How do I define love? And not as it relates to someone giving love to me, but how do I give love to myself? And many of us today, we are so busy looking for love from someone else that we miss the significance of the love that is needed from ourselves. What I operated out of, I was unlovable. And therefore, there was nothing in me that made someone want to love me. And that's how I saw, that's how I saw myself, that I was unlovable. I couldn't see any character traits within me that would make someone want to love me. That's the way I thought about things prior to being healed. And so it made me attracted to wanting the experience of love, but I did not know how to receive it because I had not first experienced receiving love from myself. I made a conscious choice to learn about love 
and to learn about a love that nourished me and filled me and restored me and gave me permission to be my authentic self. And even when I'm working with my clients, I ask them, what is love to you? How do you define love? What are those characteristics? And sometimes people are baffled, like, I have no idea what love is or what it should be. So I say, okay, do you have anyone in your life that when you interact with them and when you have experiences with that person, that you experience what you believe is love? And they're always seems to be at least one person in our life that when we come into contact with them and we have an experience with them, that we experience what we believe is love. So then I say, okay, what I want you to do is abstract those characteristics that that person has that causes for you to feel like you are being loved. I want you to write those things down, write down those characteristics. And then after you do that, I want you to go through a process of paying attention and witnessing yourself to see if you demonstrate those characteristics or traits towards you. And so what I'm trying to do is help people to have a conscious relationship with love. So say, for example, My older sister is someone that when I come into contact with her, I experience love. And there's more than one person in my life, actually, but I'll use my older sister for an example. When I come to my older sister's home, there's this warmth and this welcoming and this sense of slowing everything down to make room for me. And it's not just that she caters to me because we were trained growing up to to cater to those who come into our home. But it's the way in which she caters. It's her tone of voice. It's her the eye contact that she gives to me. This sense of like wanting to see me. Not just seeing me, but the wanting to see me. The desire to see me. The desire to hear me. The desire to understand me. And I experience that when I'm in her presence, then there's a a sense of acceptance. I can come in just as raggedy as I feel emotionally or mentally or physically, and I feel accepted. Not only do I feel accepted, but I feel embraced. I feel reassured that it's okay for me to be exactly where I am. So she never tries to to change me. Rather, she always wants to support me and to understand me. Now, it don't mean that she won't challenge me, but the form of challenge doesn't come from a place of judgment. It comes from a place of, I want what's best for you, for you. And if staying in this raggedy place, is that best for you? Is that where you want to be? And then there always seems to be treats involved, (laughs) okay? There's always something delicious to eat. And that sense of thoughtfulness she has around food 
really makes me feel loved because she'll think about something she knows that I like. And so these are some of the things, characteristics that my sister had that gave me the experience of love. And so what I would do was write that out and say, okay, well, what does acceptance look like to me? What does it sound like? What does it feel like for me to accept myself? And when I began to ask myself those type of questions, then other things would pop up. Well, in order to accept myself, then I can't beat up on myself because accepting self and beating up on yourself, one cancels out the other. And I was a person who would beat up on myself when I made a mistake or when things weren't going right and life was just giving me lemons, I would beat up on me like it was my fault that life gave me a lemon. And so I began to integrate other things like, okay, well, in order to accept myself, then I need to learn how to be kind to me. But what does it mean to be kind? What does it look like, sound like, feel like? If it was a garment, what would that garment feel like against my skin? And the reason why I'm walking you through this in this way around how do you define love and what is kindness and what does it feel like and sound like and and taste like and when you wear it as a garment, all of those things. Because sometimes we can get caught up with what other people believe something is. And we try to take on their definition of something. And we realize like, man, that definition really don't wear well on me. Or we try to take on someone else's viewpoint about what love should sound like or look like or be like. And so I always encourage my clients to get to defining things for yourself so that it's true to you and not just true to the the mask you your representative that you take out into the world but true to your authentic you what is love like for me it's like the most softest warmest purest cleanest blanket wrapped around my whole body and i feel so safe and protected and nourished and good and comfortable and rested and assured when I'm wrapped in that blanket of love. Okay, well, if that's what love feels like to me, then what are the components that need to be associated with it? Again, we're talking about our relationship with love and giving ourselves permission and authority to define or redefine what love is to us and what are those components and what's necessary, what are qualifiers, what are requirements in order to be able to step into an authentic, unconditional love. So kindness was one of those things for me. And when I replaced beating up myself with kindness, then so many things changed. My word choices changed. My tone of voice towards myself changed. And 
my whole temperament and tone changed towards me when I replaced beating up on myself with kindness. And then there was was gentleness because kindness is a bit different than gentleness. Sometimes I would be like forcing myself to do things or maybe withholding from myself because what I didn't realize was that I had become a punisher of self versus a lover of myself. And so I really started and so I really started practicing gentleness. So now it's not just the what I'm saying, but it's how I'm saying it. It's the tone of my voice. It's the acknowledgement of needing self-compassion. You know, just gentle, but gentleness. Gentleness is a part of love for me. And patience. Patience. I remember just not having enough patience for myself. And when I invited patience to be a part of how I define love, I was able to make room for myself in those moments when I was putting pressure on me. I'd be like, hey, we're okay right here, right now. What do you need? And in doing that, I was training myself in how to make room for me, not to crowd out me, no matter what was going on, no matter what deadline that was in front of me, I began to make room for myself when patience became a part of my definition of love. So now I've given you an example of building a definition of love and what it can sound like, what it can taste like, what it can feel like. And I encourage you to revisit your definition of love. And what are those character traits of love that you need in order to know that you are loved? And then how are you demonstrating that to yourself? So for me, a part of love is acceptance, is kindness, is gentleness, is patience. Those are key characteristics for me of love. The final characteristic for me that I would like to share is joy. When I embody love, I experience joy, an unspeakable joy, a joy that vibrates in the core of my being, a joy that has nothing to do with what's going on around me, but a joy that uplifts my spirit, a joy that encourages me a joy that gives me hope and lets me know that everything is already okay. And what I found when I started to redefine love is that, yeah, that movie or that song and that picture of love that is described, yeah, it feels cool. But there's nothing like the real thing, baby. Right? Wasn't there a song? Nothing like the real thing, baby. There's nothing like the real thing. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing like a real love that you have for yourself. Because whatever you give to yourself is what you have available to give 
to someone else. So what's your relationship with love? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Intimate Conversations with Deatra Simpson. It's been a privilege and an honor to reveal myself to you, and I look forward to our next conversation. Until then, take care of you.